On today's episode of Locked On Blues, we're talking about the NHL All-Star Game, the skills competition with the new exciting outdoor events, question mark. Uh, talking about the Super Bowl, Tom Brady's retirement, lots of fun stuff. Grab bag episode today, a lot of time without hockey, so stay tuned. It's going to be a good one. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And today's episode is admittedly all over the place. Uh, First of many days without blues hockey, so we're going to kind of try to keep it light, touch on a few other subjects that we don't typically touch on. Usually it's all blues all the time here, but figured... What better time than the the All-Star break to touch a little bit on the All-Star game, but also get into some football, you know, Super Bowls right around the corner, and the greatest player of all time, Tom Brady, just announced his retirement. So going to be touching on all different sorts of uh, subjects today. But first, want to thank anyone and everyone out there for making Locked On Blues your first listen. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. All right, Tom, before we get too far off topic with talking football and stuff, there is an All-Star game coming up for the NHL in Las Vegas. Uh, lots of promotion there. Jordan Cairo will be in the fastest skater competition. Jordan Cairo will be in the All-Star game. Uh, what are you excited to see? I think I'm most excited to see Jordan Cairo in the speed competition, right? Because, I mean, in years past, we had yes, we had Jordan Bennington and beat the streak, and he won it. So that was entertaining. But I think I, think I saw a stat today that had... Um, all the contestants in the fastest skater clocked at their highest game speeds this season. Top of the list was Timo Meyer, actually. Um, but what was interesting to me is that the speed that at which some of these guys play their games at, and Jordan Cairo's speed, I think, was twenty three point nine miles per hour. That was his highest game speed, and Connor McDavid's was twenty four point one. So. I'm not saying Jordan Kyra is the next Connor McDavid, but stats Connor don't McDavid's lie. Connor McDavid is the next Jordan Kyra. Stats don't lie. Yeah, stats don't lie. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really exciting. Um, I feel like for the past few years, we've been so used to seeing, oh, yeah, Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Bennington, you know, all-stars that are sort of, they come into the league, come into the Blues, and, you know, you know what you're getting out of them. It's, it's kind of nice to see uh, a bit of a flipping of the script where the Blues have one of their young guys uh, joining the all-star game. I feel like all, every time this year, comes around, I look at the other rosters, uh, other teams, all-star players, and I'm like, dang, that guy's like 22, 23, and he's an all-star. I'm, I'm jealous of, you know, insert other team here. Uh, and this year, we got uh, our, our young stud, Jordan Cairo, representing the St. Louis Blues, uh, moving away from the veterans. I feel like a perfect example of how the the leadership is sort of, not the leadership maybe, but the, the, the skill and the offensive uh, impact is being trans- transferred from the older guys uh to this younger generation of stars uh but there are another big announcement of the all-star games there's gonna be a couple outdoor events in the skills competition i'm not too familiar i didn't read up on what they are i don't know if you know tom you want to fill in uh me and all our lovely listeners at home there's one that they're by the fountains i think which we might have to do a little bit more research on but there's one also that they're supposed to shoot at like giant a giant board of cards, right? And that are like turned over okay. so they can't see. So it's just the back of the card. And so they shoot at a card and then they obviously get like a card face. And it's basically it's basically blackjack, 
but they're shooting at the cards that they pick. So you want to get like three cards or however many cards without busting, and then you move on to the next round. And then eventually there's crowned a winner. And I think that they came up with a special name for the winner, but I don't remember what it is. But it's very weird for a league that for the longest time was so against uh, sports betting and didn't want Vegas to be named the Aces because of sports betting. And now all of a sudden, oh, the All-Star game is in Vegas. Let's have the players play blackjack on a huge scale. I like it. I like that NHL is kind of going above and beyond this season and and kind of just keeping it from the simple, you know, All-Star game, skills competition that we've seen the last few years. Yeah, they've switched it up here and there, but it really feels like it's it's going to be a spectacle this season. Just the the pictures um, from some of the outdoor events, like I'm looking at it right now, that blackjack event looks like it's going to be really, really cool. Uh, the fountain face-off, whatever that is, it looks like they're playing hockey on a ice discs in a big old fountain. I think it's a target. I, I don't know. Thing. I'm not sure though. Target. Sh- yeah, I don't know. It, it, but it's exciting. It feels like for once I'm going to actually tune into the All Star Skills Competition and, and have something to look forward to that you know nobody has any any real expectations as to how it's going to go. Um, Pretty cool stuff there. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Like we said, Jordan Cairo in the fastest skater competition. Who knows what other skills competitions he'll take part in? Uh, what's the most? What's the one you're most than, excited for? If you had to pick one, but the bias answer is fastest skater because I want to see. You know, I've been talking about Jordan Cairo's speed. We both mm. have for you know the entire duration of this podcast, even before his breakout. So I I definitely would like to see a statistical measurement of just how fast he is. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm not looking most forward to and then is machine gun kelly's performance i, I, I don't know i don't <laughs> i will, be, I, will I, don't say, know, though, I don't know about i don't know i will that say one. though in terms of uh just like press and like pop culture appeal it's a pretty good get by it's better by than what who was it kid yeah, rock last year or something getting oh, mj M, getting mgk after like obviously the dude had to change his his entire genre after calling out eminem he and did. just getting absolutely eviscerated so that's that's mm-hmm. a story for another day, but his new genre is kind of cool. His last yeah. album, kind of bangers, going pop now and dating Megan Fox. Now they're engaged and, and doing weird doing stuff. Weird stuff. Doing weird stuff with uh, Megan. Look, props like, to carrying around each other's blood in a vial on the neck. Dude, I don't know. Megan Fox tells me to carry around her blood in a vial. I'm gonna do it too if it means I'm gonna put a rock on it. So all props and respect to MGK. Um, I respect what he's doing there. And yeah, honestly, dude's in the tabloids right now, just proposed to Megan Fox, literally. So I, I I think in terms of promotion and in terms of putting themselves into the tabloids, it's probably a good look for the NHL. Um, but what I think could be a better look for the NHL and the event that I'm most excited for, begrudgingly the most excited for, uh, is the breakaway challenge. And I feel like in years past, there's there's been a lot of discussion on how to make it better and like all these things. Cause we have, we've, we know we have players that have the creativity now, right? I mean, Zegers is doing insane things. Obviously you've got the all-stars and, and the vets that are out there that have just wicked shots and Kucherov literally coined like a breakaway move after himself. So there's, it's not the lack of creativity that is holding back the breakaway challenge. I think, I think here's how you fix it, right? So you take the take the goalie out of the net. Because if you I'm just thinking of like the lamb dunk contest and the way that the NBA has done that over the years. I'm more excited to watch the slam dunk ca- contest at times 
definitely um, than the actual NBA All-Star games because a lot of times they just – it's a score fest and people don't really try, right? But slam dunk contest, you go home with that trophy, that's a flex and a half, right? And I feel like for the NHL, they have an opportunity to do that as well. Give, give the winner a bomb trophy that's made out of bronze and has some sweet-looking, like, statue on it, right? Give them something to try for. Take the goalie out of the cage. Let them go full-on creativity, whatever they want to do. You get points based on shot placement, shot creativity, and shot difficulty. And you'll have judges that can do 10s, 9s, 8s, whatever. Celebrity judges, whatever you want. And then at the end, whoever wins gets that bomb trophy. I think that's, I think, honestly, just follow what the slam dunk competition did and use the same thing for a breakaway. Because it's like, like I get having a goalie in net complicates it a little bit more and brings up the level of difficulty. But like the slam dunk competition, there's always going to be a guy in the lane when you're throwing a slam dunk down unless it's a breakaway. But there's no defender in that. It's just you in the rim. And I think for hockey, it should be a similar kind of like man versus the net and then just try to do the coolest thing that you possibly can and get it on net at the same time. That would be awesome, in my opinion. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, hey, who knows? It, it might not be out of the question with some of the events that they're throwing out there this mm-hmm. year. Who, who knows? If, if if fan response is good to you know them kind of uh, expanding boundaries a little bit and doing things that are a little atypical for a skills competition, maybe they'll get even fancier with it next year. I would love to see them just do it in Vegas every year. That you would know, be just cool. With that amount of specs. Obviously, you can't do that. You got to give it to different cities, but just something about Vegas and like you said, like the the outdoor blackjack shooting and the giant fountain thing. You're not going to get that in pretty much any other hockey city in the country. Um, so there's something special to be said about that for sure. Uh, that being said, we do got plenty of other random stuff to cover in the second and third segments of this episode. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Talking about Super Bowl, Tom Brady, a little more hockey, all that fun stuff. But first, you guys have a prediction on the Super Bowl. Well, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple weeks. Give me your color of Gatorade for the Gatorade splash. Off the cuff, you had to pick. I'm going yellow. Feels like a yellow year. I'm thinking red. You think they're fruit punch, guys? I respect it. Classic fruit punch. Well, okay. Well, we'll get, I'll, I'll, get in, I'll get into this tangent okay, afterwards, okay. but but I'll get there. Because BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts, and we'll be right back. All right, see, so my my rationale with, with Red Gatorade is, you know... Um, when they're when they're making those big jugs of Gatorade for for the Super Bowl, right? They're not just getting twenty four bottles of fruit punch Gatorade, screwing the cap off and dumping them in. They're using like the the powder packets. Yeah. So first they put they put in like tons and tons of packets of powder, and then they just like put like a hose in there and they fill it mm-hmm. up. So that off the bat, you're not gonna. I assume you're not gonna find like. I don't know the the white glacial freeze Gatorade or like right. the weird green lime ones. If you're getting these I've like seen big industrial sized packets, so right, that's what I'm saying. I feel like you're you're kind of limited to the classic fruit punch red, the the lemon lime yellow, and then like the the cool blue. 
maybe purple, but like it's really those big three that I feel like are are gonna be uh in in rotation. And I my my heart wants to go with uh, orange though. Yeah, orange. Well, of course, orange could definitely be an option, especially you know Cincinnati Bengals, an orange football team. They might like right. orange Gatorade. I don't know. It's definitely it's definitely a, an interesting conundrum. I I would love to see them come up with something fancy though, and like pour out like the green Gatorade. And you're like, wait a minute, is that the cucumber flavor? <laughs> I want to see the odds too. Like, how do you how do you favor one color over the other? Or are they just a straight blanket of the same odds? I don't know. Guess we'll have to guess we'll have to wait and see. Guess we'll have to check out BetOnline.net and find out. But uh, yeah, so switching gears a little bit. Uh, Apologies in advance if this isn't your thing, but it is the Super Bowl. So we figured if there's any ever a time to talk a little bit less about the Blues and more about other sports, it's when A, the Blues aren't playing, and B, the Super Bowl is happening. So on one side, you got the Cincinnati Bengals, led by second-year phenomenon Joe Burrow. Joe Cool. Uh, and rookie rookie receiver Jamar Chase. Hooday, Bengals, underdog Hooday. story, amazing. On the other hand... You have the Stan Kroenke-owned L.A. Rams, uh, who have maybe one redeemable asset in Matthew Stafford. I see people that are like, "Oh, Odell needs a ring." What for quitting on for quitting on his team and and refusing to play and forcing himself onto the best team in the NFL? You know, personnel-wise. Not to mention Stan Kroenke. Come on, the Stan Kroenke one is where I draw the line, and even if the the LA Rams could be the most entertaining football team of all time, have the coolest jerseys of all time, have the most likable players of all time, and I'd still want them to lose every single game just because of that, man. And uproot this team from a blue-collar city like St. Louis, who there's not a whole ton to do here. I'm not saying it's boring by any stretch of the imagination, but a big part of our identity as a city is our sports team. So for him to just come in as a St. Louisan, as a guy who's from the area, and just uproot all of that just to make more money in L.A. is sickening, to say the least. It's it's the stuff of supervillains. It's the stuff of what you watch on TV. You think, oh, that's not really realistic. No one would ever do that. Stan Kroenke epitomized that, and he showed us that. He's a supervillain. And he showed us that it's worth it because literally everything's a going going according to his plan. You know, oh, show up court for a lawsuit and – uh, get a little nervous and then throw seven hundred ninety dollars, seven hundred ninety mil, yeah, seven hundred ninety bucks, eight hundred bucks, guys. We'll see ya. Might as well have been. Might as well have been, yeah, because it's nothing to him. Just throws it to a bunch of lawyers who just want to get off with a payday, and then swept under the rug, never talked about again. Now he gets to host, literally host the Super Bowl in L.A. His L.A. Rams are the home team, even though they don't have fans. I didn't even think of that until right now. It is, it is so funny. Or isn't it? Yeah. So it's literally at their home stadium. That doesn't happen often. Right. It just happened last year, but that was the first time ever. This single scenario in my life has led me to believe that karma does not exist because if it did, Stan Kroenke's team would not have made the Super Bowl or Stan Kroenke would have, something would have happened. Or maybe there's still time and he gets blown out and LA just bombs as a football team and they relocate somewhere else. Awesome. Maybe. That would be sweet. But I, I just don't foresee it happening. At the very least, I think the Bengals would win, and it would be a close game. I just don't see them blowing them out. So, but yeah, I, that just made me disprove the idea that karma exists. Because if it did, then Stan Kroenke would get his comeuppance, and he hasn't yet. And maybe he will. Maybe he will. Look, yeah, it. it 
it's frustrating for sure to see because like that Rams team is so good. Well, yeah, I mean, so, they literally so just good. put together a Pro Bowl team and gave up all their draft picks to do it. It's pretty easy to do if you're an LA team. It's it's a pretty yeah, everybody pretty, wants pretty to go there. Intriguing underdog story for sure. Um, you know, LA, who you could argue did not work at all for the team that they have. It's the Lakers syndrome. It's the same thing I complain about the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, they had terrible asset management for years and years and years, and then LeBron James was like, hmm. Hollywood is real close and that's what, to where the LA Lakers yeah, are. It's the same thing. And that's why you kind of, to some degree, you have to root for the Rams because they're just the epitome of an underdog and homegrown talent like Matt Stafford, who's played there his entire career, and Odell Beckham Jr., who's played there his entire career, and Von Miller, who's played there and poured blood, sweat, and tears into that organization. You know, there's just, there's nothing more I would love than for Los Angeles Rams to go out and win with this team that they've had together for so long and had fought through so much adversity in their in their time in LA from trading from for the first overall pick in the draft right when they got there to seasons and seasons of hardship under Jared Goff and Todd Gurley it's going to make me sick if I have to watch Dan Kroenke raise that trophy Aaron Aaron Donald who's built like a refrigerator but still feels the need to put his gigantic baseball bit sized hands around players necks when they that's off. true. He he uh, does have a temper, but I actually, out of all of the players, no, I know, I, I love Aaron. I love Aaron. We're just slandering he just for fun, nasty slandering too. just for the sake of. Slander. And he was actually so out of his draft. A lot of people were like, "Oh, don't draft him. He's a tackle and he's small, like he's undersized." And now he's probably going to be like a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best defensive tackles of all time. Has to get double teamed and even triple teamed sometimes because he consistently beats double teams. Like. That's nasty. He deserves a Lombardi. Not with the Rams, though, because they're the spawn of Satan. Anyway, yeah, that's my yeah, it's, yeah, it's on certainly that. gonna be a he- it's certainly gonna be a heck of a game. Uh, when we come back from this last break, I'm gonna get Tommy's Super Bowl score prediction, my Super Bowl score prediction, and then we'll close things out by again not talking about hockey. Oops, talking about my my favorite football player of all time, the greatest football player of all time, the person who raised me on Patriots football, Tom Brady, in his retirement. I know people are going to love this episode. (laughs) But before we get into that, got to tell you guys about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind your counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money. When using Rock Auto, why choose to spend up to 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We'll be right back. All right, Tommy, real quick before we get into the final thoughts of today's episode, give me a Super Bowl score prediction. I'm going hit me. Bengals over the Rams 35 to 14. Oh, blowout. Listen, I think it is going to continue the trend of road teams hitting a walk-off field goal. I think Evan McPherson is going to have his third consecutive Shooter. walk-off field goal in a row. 
because how how pleasing a way for the Rams to lose and to get walked off on. Uh, I'm going with 31-28. Evan McPherson kicks the game-winning field goal and turns around and puts his hands up before he even before he even sees it go through. So the that would be epic. that is my prediction. What that is my prediction. That would be. Can you imagine like the? Oh my goodness! Like the inquirer photograph like afterwards just, that's just the back of it's his got jersey him, it's got him turned around in the middle of both field goals with the ball going in over his head and he's like, like this that would i i'm yeah, visualizing oh yeah, it be, right now and i kind of want that more than a blowout and the joe burrow cigar picture that we'll get oh man yeah that would be sweet gotta wait and see though speaking of super bowls uh i was fortunate enough to uh grow up and still remain and New England Patriots fan. Uh, based on location, I'm not a bandwagon. I'm from Massachusetts. Sorry in advance, everybody that's going to hate me talking about Tom Brady for the next five minutes. But hey, he retired. I feel like we got to do it justice. Uh, Tom Brady retired a week ago, and then he unretired, and then he retired again. Um, I mean, what can you say? He's, 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 Tom, he's Tom Brady. Uh, and it's definitely going to be a, a weird uh, year next year, his first year out of the NFL. I'm sure Gronk's going to be out of the NFL. Uh, I guess we could try to talk about, like, well, I don't know. What is, as as an outside fan, finally having him out of the game, what did Tom Brady mean to you growing up as a football fan, pretty much solely during his prime? My earliest memories of Tom Brady are associated with Spygate. And for that reason, there's always been a bad taste in my oh, mouth. Come on. No, listen, listen. Hang with me here, okay? There's always been a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to Tom Brady. As you probably know, we've had multiple arguments about it over the years on this podcast. My earliest years of being a football fan and a diehard Rams fan have been actively rooting against Tom Brady and the Patriots every single chance that I could get because he was always in the Super Bowl and always beating everybody. And I just wanted somebody else to win. And I wanted it to be the Rams. They never even got close. Now we know why, because Kroenke was putting a plan in motion to move the team. So I was always hoping that the day would come that he would retire, get out of the league, let other people take his spot in the Super Bowl, because I was sick of seeing his stupid face there and him kissing his kids on the lips. Now that the day is here, I wish it never came. because. Tom Brady is the greatest football player of all time, the most decorated football player of all time. No one's ever going to – he set an unattainable precedent for quarterbacking in the NFL, not only being the best at what you do, but the best consistently at what you do and past the age of 40. I think he had his best, best career year this season in terms of passing yardage, and he's literally retiring. And he's going out on his terms at the top of his game. I, there's no way that anyone can ever match what Tom Brady's done at the quarterback position and that the, to be able to witness that as not only football fans, but sports fans for all of this, whether you hate the guy, whether you love the guy, I completely agree with you, but you have to respect the fact that this dude was an icon in, in the sports world, pop culture world, uh, and an absolute force to be reckoned with in the football world. Uh, and he just did whatever he wanted and said, Hey, I'm going to go out and win seven Super Bowls," And that's exactly what he did. He's up there with Jordan. He's up there with Jeter. He's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Jeter? Yeah, just in terms of like like pop culture, bro. Okay, pop, okay, pop culture, fine. Yeah. We, don't need, we don't need to get into that. I, um, like popular baseball anyways, players, but no. Derek Jeter. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I think my favorite Tom Brady stat is the, the graphic that pops up every once in a while of like if you divided Tom Brady's career into thirds, he would make the Hall of Fame three times. Like from like... 2000 his rookie year in 2001 to 2009 he had like two super bowls 
couple MVPs, leveling and passing years, whatever, whatever. And then you go from like 2010 to 2016, another couple, another two Super Bowls. I might be getting my timeline wrong. So it was, it was 2000 to 06, he had three Super Bowls. And then 06 to 10, he had one, but he had way more passing yards. Cause I think that yeah. was, that was in the span where he had that like 15 and one season where he lost to Eli, but he just played out of yeah. his mind. Oh, good times. And then he also had that season in there with Randy Moss, where he just put up 50 burgers on guys on a consistent basis. And then I think it's 16 to like current. He had three Super Bowls as well. So yeah, he bang on three segments of Tom Brady's career. That'll be better than probably the entirety of 99% of <laughs> Well, I was, you didn't have to throw strays like that. I was going to say three different segments of Tom Brady's career. Any one of those segments will be better than 30 out of the 32 quarterbacks in the league for the next 20 years. You know, you're not going to see that recreated. It's it's impressive. And like I said, that's why we kind of got to talk about it on this podcast. You know, this is a blues podcast when something as pivotal as Tom Brady retiring shakes the sports world. I feel like you got to do it justice. Um, so It's going to be weird. End of an era. Okay, so... We're, we're talking about Tom Brady and the Super Bowl, obviously. The Pro Bowl is coming okay. up as well, so we can kind of transition this into, I guess we can end it with hockey as well. So obviously the Pro Bowl okay. and the All-Star Game and the MLB and the NBA and the NHL, obviously, kind of group those all together. Like, what do you like about the certain aspects of those All-Star Games? Like for the MLB, I think one thing that's important and cool for the MLB is it actually means something, right? It's home field advantage in the World Series. That's kind of sick. So you're not going to get do guys. Do they still do that? I don't know if they thought, still do that. I could have sw- sworn they, they, used, they changed it, but I know it, they used, used to, do to do that. that. And that's cool because like you're going to get guys that go out there, especially if you think your team has a chance at making the playoffs and making the World Series. Like you're going to go out there and ball out. And that's that's what the fans want to see. Like that's why I feel like the All Star game originated. It's not to like, just have guys like take a weekend trip with their bros that they don't get to see all the time. And like the best players in the game just get to like rub elbows and like plan what super team they're going to next year. No, it's because it's for the fans. Like we want to see the best players playing their best sport, basketball, football, hockey, whatever. And I think having a goal and an accomplishment, something at the end of that. And I guess maybe there's like bonuses in the pro bowl, but like some of these guys have so much money. I don't think it really matters. So I think that is something that uh, could be considered to make. Because like, I like the NHL All-Star game, but it lacks the intensity, right, of like a real game. And like, you're, obviously, I don't, I don't expect guys to go out there and like block shots and like lay out for stuff. But at the same time, it's like it's just a completely different product than what we watch during the regular season. The, the NBA does two things well that I really like. It's that like they, they actually make the All-Star selection – solely based on who are the best players at that Agreed. time it's not just one player from every team gets it so like you know when you're looking at i don't know so and so's career in the nba and you're like oh yeah you know blank finals appearances and and then you always bring up six all-star selections big deal that's not doesn't have as much of an impact in the nhl you know especially lately when it's just one guy from every team gets in it's like you know, how can you how can you weigh a all-star appearance for a guy like and i hate to bring it up but Nazem Kadri, who doesn't even didn't make it this year, right? Having an absolutely career defining year, he made it on, um, the, on the last man. Okay, okay. The, so the fan, not named the All Star, but yeah, not not 
Right. Not initially named an all-star right. because you got to get one guy from every team. But then I don't even know who it is. So-and-so for the Montreal Canadiens, where no player has more than like 20 points this season, got in just Who'd because he happened Suzuki, to be... I think? I, Suzuki, he's got like 20 points in 45 games yeah. because nobody else on that team is good. It, it takes a little bit of the weight away, I think. But Stamkos um, isn't in disappointing. it? Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and then the flip side of that is like, obviously you're not going to be going out there and playing hard. So I would love to see the, you know, the NBA... Uh, the NHL do what like the NBA does. You got guys like pulling up from half court, throwing mm. down ridiculous windmill dunks. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking this year we might see something like that, especially with the increase in popularity of the, the Michigan move and the Kucherov. I would love to see, you know, guys kind of screwing around and like going for crazy moves that they only try in practice. Right. Firing shots from center ice just because, hey, it might be fun. Like, I, I you got to go. NHL's in between right now. They're not going hard and they're not just goofing off they're just kind of playing at 60 percent. yeah it is is like an in-between but like right so like i would love to see them just commit to full you know balls to the wall crazy moves and then like in the final game or in the in the third period or whatever you then you turn it up and then you increase the intensity like in the nba all-star game where they you know they try hard in the fourth quarter so i don't know either way it's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. I know Tommy's looking forward to it. And I hope you guys at home are looking forward to it because it's all we're going to be talking about here with no Blues games for the next, like, two weeks. So, yeah, stay tuned if you're if you're looking forward to enjoying that. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Hit that notification bell. That way you'll be the first to know whenever we upload a new podcast video. Follow us on all of our socials. At Locked On Blues, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at T Walter15. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, let's go blues.